Hello and welcome to Just Talkin'. It is Wednesday, November 28th, and we're talking about Tangier, Virginia. We're talking about Thanksgiving being over, Christmas being here. We're talking about cooking up rats at burger chains and paying for Chinese food with fake money. We got happy headlines and we got indulgences. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. Well, hello and welcome. Thank you. It's me and Caitlin here at the dinner table once again. Hello. Hello. Katie's wearing a uh, light gray. It's Heather White. It's splotted with black Cashmere stuff. sweater, V-neck. V-neck and a train conductor hat. It's not a train conductor hat. It, if anything, it's a paperboy hat. And it's super cute. So Super cute. Okay. So. I'm wearing a, a nice new sweater that Katie bought for me. That one your mom picked out. That one's your favorite. Yeah, I like this. But I, I thought so. I went outside and it was too cold for just this. Yeah, no, it's a light sweatshirt. You're supposed to wear it underneath something, Jimmy. Yeah, well, I like it. it, it I like I it. Said, I said, really oh, this, I can wear this places and I don't look like a slop. That's, it is a hoodie, but it's got a butt, three buttons down the front. That's um, my ideal sw- clothes. Yeah. They are, they're comfort clothes, but you can wear it and not look a slop. That's why girls in yoga pants is the most jealous I've ever been. Yeah. Girls are just walking around in sweats nonstop, but for some reason society said it's acceptable. It really shouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. But for some reason society said it was acceptable. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I like yoga pants. When girls with nice butts wear them. Interesting. Interesting. And guys with nice figures as well, I guess. But you don't see it as much. Yeah, I guess not. Unless they're ballet dancers and then they're wearing tights. Katie's had a really rough day. Do you want to tell them about your rough day? I didn't have a rough day. I had a fine day. I had fun with your mom. We had a nice lunch and we went shopping. But for whatever reason, I just got, like when I got home, I was tired and cranky. Sometimes people get cranky, okay? That's fine. But now you're all happy because you're going to a game night. You're all dressed up. You made a fantastic dinner. I did make a good dinner. I really didn't want to cook. But then once I started cooking, I felt so much better. I think that's what lifted my mood. Well, and it tasted good. Being Not being idle. I, th- I think I hate that I have days off and I don't do anything with my day off. Except for spend money. But relaxing is like needed sometimes. Sometimes you just need that, that release of doing nothing. Yeah, like, but like, I, I work half a day and I come home and I relax during the week or during my work days. But on my day off, I want to go have an adventure and go do something fun and different, you know? Mm, yeah. But it's kind of hard when you don't have your own car or really know where to go because you're not... From here. So, so I went to the ocean. On this windy, freezing cold day? No, thank I didn't say you. It been, I didn't say it would have been fun or a good time, but you could have went there. Well, I was looking can't. for a good we got time. a lot of people listening in Wisconsin right now that are like, we can't do that. Well, sucks for them. It does. They can go to the Wisconsin Dells, <laughs> though, and go to some water parks and ride go-karts and play mini golf and play on some little Ike play playpen shit. What do you want to do first? You went shopping today? Thanksgiving's over? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Did yeah, you enjoy I spent Thanksgiving it? with your family. It was very nice, very enjoyable. What was your favorite food? Um, the wild yams. <laughs> was that your favorite food? No, it was the stuffing. Oh, okay. Um, I have to say mine was your aunt's mashed potatoes. Those are good, yeah. Or the ham. That was really good. Zimmer's been eating the turkeys last couple of days. He's been eating ham. I've been giving him turkey. 
Oh. I, I, I ate all the ham myself. Do you think that's why he's been throwing up so much? I mean, I know you say he throws up, but like I've only known him to throw up at least once a day, not more than twice a day. He throws up after he eats. He's a bulimic little girl. Wow. That's, There's is bulimic that true, men, Zimmer? too. If you throw up, the worst thing you could possibly do is brush your teeth right away. And since he's a dog and cannot do that, he has the worst breath I of went all th- time. I went through college throwing up all the time when I'd get too drunk, and I always brushed my teeth right away. Were you bulimic? Drunk-lemic. You know, like they say, like you're drunk or or whatever? Nope. Never heard that. Never heard anyone... No. <laughs> Those are terms. Okay. Well, I was drunk bulimic. I would ever, if I drank too much, I'd just throw up and make myself feel better the next day. But I'd always brush my teeth right away. And I just read recently that's the worst thing you could possibly do. Why? Because it just, the enamel's like raw or out. Oh, because there's so much just acid in you're stomach just bile. off that, the uh, yeah. enamel. The best thing to do is make sense. like put baking soda in water and swish it around, I think is what I read. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But baking soda is an abrasive. That doesn't maybe it wasn't baking soda. I don't know what it was, but it's they was like, "Don't brush your teeth." And I was like, "Well, shit, my throwing up stage. I'm done with it." But I almost want to have another throwing up stage just to do it right. <laughs> I have I have this newfound wisdom, and I can't put it to use. Well, next time you get the stomach flu or something. Yeah. Ooh, the furnace just came on in the house, and that was what something I put on here. The house that we're living in that we rent from my parents makes a lot of noises. And last night, it was spooky. Yeah, Jimmy got spooked, and he does not spook easy. Yeah. He... I didn't get... But but here's how I handle my being spooked. I woke up, and I walked in every room, and I sat there and listened to each noise, because I just needed to know what they were and where they were coming from so that I could put my imaginative mind at ease. Right. So there's this whistling sound. That's like the responsible thing to do, and that's what I wish I would do, but would never have the courage to just go down in the middle of the night and sit in dark, <laughs> the dark bottom floor of the house. There was this whistling sound like... Whoosh. Wait, wait, can I just add first before you go into detail about the sounds yeah. that the cabinets in the house, like we have, um, what would you call that? Uh, what is it? Side table. It's not a side hutch. table, hutch. We have a hutch which for some reason the bottom cabinets never close, so they're always kind of uh, ajar. And then our cabinets in our kitchen, if you don't like click them in, like we don't close them all the way and hear the click, then they'll just kind of be slightly ajar as well. So I always come down here. Oh, yeah, I always come down here and like there's one or two cabinets open and I just it freaks me out for whatever reason. Just because they're open, Luke freaked you out. Yeah, Luke scared the shit out of me. He opened them all up sideways. He thought it was hilarious to crack an entire wall of cabinets open at the exact same Angle. degree. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked into the kitchen and I, I froze because it was just like straight out of Sixth Sense. And Jimmy panicked because he thought I saw like an intruder standing in our kitchen or something. Oh, I didn't and panic. I, didn't. I almost had a heart attack. He My did heart have, started a, yeah, he did have a slight. We're also high, and I'm a rookie at at marijuana. <laughs> I'm 29 and just started getting high for the first time in my life. But anyway, Katie w- gets up, and she doesn't say anything. She goes, <gasps> and then looks into the corner of the room, and then looks and back like at us. backing away slowly. backing away slowly, and backing like she's scared that something's like staring back at her. That's what it seemed like to me, like something was staring back at her, and she wouldn't talk. So I said, 
what? And then I was like, oh shit, don't talk. Like no one talk. Cause maybe there's someone outside the window casing the place. Like I didn't know what you saw. And I started panicking and I grabbed the remotes next to me. Like I was just looking for something to throw or hit someone with or a weapon. And then Katie said, the cabinets are open. And now I've let her know. I couldn't talk for like the next four minutes or so because my heart was pounding and I was just trying to slow my body down because I thought we were about to fight or flight. Fight or flight had kicked in for me. So I've now let Katie know that she needs to declare intruder or ghost because my body reacts completely different. Yeah, and in my mind, they're of equal danger. So I understand. So yeah, for me, they're not. So next time, just be like, coast, coast. And I'm like, okay, I won't. But in that moment, I didn't have, like, I couldn't even say what I was looking at because I was so startled by it, taken aback. I was You're looking at open cabinets. You're looking at open cabinets. I know, but it's so scary. When you watch as many scary movies as I've watched in my lifetime, I probably have watched you would amount. also be. I'd probably watch the same amount. Nope. No, because you don't enjoy scary movies. Good ones. You're right. You watch bad ones. I don't watch bad ones. I watch paranormal scary movies. That's not your, that's not scary for you for whatever reason. But I grew up like at a very, very malleable age. My parents started telling us ghost stories and showing us ghost movies and ghost shows and became obsessed. And then I started So are you jealous of what you call my lack of imagination? I'm so jealous of it. Because I don't like animated movies. I don't like science fiction really. And you always just tell me I have no imagination. And kind of look down on that. But now that's also the reason why paranormal stuff doesn't scare me because it's honestly not a thought in my brain that it could ever actually exist. But for you, it is. For you, it does exist, basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, I know it exists more so in my mind than it does for real. Uh, I've come to terms with that. But it, it, it doesn't change the fact that I've seen so many scary movies. And those scenes play out in like the middle of the night when I'm hearing noises in the house and I'm by myself. Then, yeah, those scenes play out for me. All right. Uh, well, anyway, the one noise was like. So that was wind coming through an uh, open window in another room. Then I sat at the bottom of the stairs and just stared at the front door. So our front door has a little wiggle room. Like it latches, but there's still like a, a little gap. And the wind was blowing straight up to the door that it was, it was, it sounded someone was jimmying with the handle. So I was like, I need to sit here and just turn the lights on and watch this door and listen just to make sure that it's wind doing this. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, also, it helps if you bolt the door. Well, that, I did bolt it. It, it still it. did it, though, a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's an old house. Well, I don't know what happened today. Uh, someone got in touch and said they, they listened to the last episode. Uh, Bruce, if you're listening, if you're still listening, that's good. He listened to the last episode of Just Talk, and he liked it. So he went back to the beginning, and he was going to the old ones. And if you listen to the beginning episodes, they're way different. It's just me talking about like a cognitive bias or or some some subject matter that I researched a little bit and all that. And uh, I had a couple people, because one was existential anxiety. And if you don't know what that is, it's like when you're driving and you're uh, you're standing, or you're, when you're driving and you think I could just swerve into traffic, blah blah, or jumping off a cliff, and you're like I could just jump, and you're like, well, why did I think that? I'm not going to do it again, but go listen to that. But anyway, I thought it'd be fun to bring some of those kind of things back into the show between the two of us. Not necessarily cognitive biases, but maybe. But today I'm doing accents. Remember that documentary I showed you, mm-hmm. American Tongues? 
It's from the 80s. Oh, yes. It's from the 80s. It's this documentary called American Tongues. I don't own it on DVD. Maybe I should try and buy it. I don't think we stream. have a DVD player. We don't. I'm saying like I, I, I've only ever watched what's on YouTube. But I think there's a bigger collection somewhere that maybe you could purchase or download or somewhere. But I'm fascinated by regional dialects, words, and people and all that. So I, if I'm fascinated by it, maybe some other people will enjoy it as well. So the first topic we're going to do is Tangier, Virginia. Okay, which is an island off Virginia. And they talk so strangely. It's actually the island's kind of disappearing due to global warming, but they're so religious there that they refuse to accept that it's global warming, which is kind of a bizarre thing. Um, it's a it's a community of they're all crabbers. It's called the Crab Island ca- Crab Capital of the World, the soft shell crab capital of the world. Crabbers. Crabbers. So I have some audio clips of the talking from Tangier, Virginia. I'm just trying to give like a reference for people that aren't familiar with Virginia, I guess. So Delaware kind of comes down. Delaware's beneath New Jersey. And there's Richmond, Virginia. And then there's a bunch of channels in the um, uh, Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay. And Tangier's right in the middle. And for 200 years, they settled here, and they never went anywhere. There's no bridges that go there. You can only take a boat on and off the island. It's super remote. So they have this weird accent that for a while people thought was like, oh, Irish settlers must have went there. And then this was a form of Irish and like hick. Sounds like a mixture of hick and Irish. But then linguistics say there's no historical linguistic evidence to back up the idea that this dialect is somehow left over from British settlers 200 years ago. So it's really just like whoever founded it talked weird and then everyone else talked weird. Wow. Uh, That's a weird thought. Like they just, they had a speech impediment. Imagine if that's it. No one really knows. No one can place why. How can an entire group of settlers be influenced by one person who talks weird? Well, all of Spain has a lisp because the king had a lisp and he made his subjects talk like him. That's not actually true, but that was a theory for a while. Why the Spanish... I would have believed it. I was like, oh, wow, never knew that. That's amazing. All right, so here we go. I'm going to play some interviews, and this is from the 1980s, okay? And I'm just going to play some. Katie, you can pause if you want. I can pause, and we will listen to how bizarre this accent is. You can't even understand some of the things they're saying. It's like bad quality. And then, all right, we'll do this first. Saturday night, right? They keep drove his mom out. The accident, I had to get out. His mom's been calling and and cussing at me all day. She was behind the counter. She said, it's a lie, Jack. I said, who's that, mom? (laughs) The first permanent settlement, white settlement on the island, was in uh, 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 1686. There have been people living here ever since. They sound like old men without teeth. Yeah, that, that guy I sounds... Teeth are, their gums are pulled around their teeth like this, <laughs> and, uh, or they sound... Drunk. Dr- yeah, that drunk. guy sounds drunk. You can't, I, I tried to watch that and figure out what he was saying, and I cannot figure it out. These next guys you can understand more. Okay. It's still hear. 1980s. All of us that were born here, here, on this island, we can say that our parents were born here, and our grandparents, and our great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, and right on down. What amazes me is that I can be most anywhere. I can be in the mall in Salisbury, Maryland, for example, 
and I can hear Tan German talking in the crowd, and I can immediately tell, hey, they're they're from home, you know. You used to be like like Claude and them said you could follow the crabs right on down. Now they don't they don't do that no more. I think you get on top of the water and swim when they get ready to live. Okay, so I understand. Uh, you used to be able to follow the crabs right on down. You get right on top of the water and swim. I think that's what he just said. You follow the crabs right on down. Now they don't they don't do that no more. I think you get on top of the water and swim when they get ready to live. Swim over top the pots instead of uh, in them. If we're talking among ourselves, we might fall in to, to, to the pattern of uh, years ago and use words that you're not used to, that you haven't heard. All right, so that's from the documentary American Tongues, which is 1988. So, no teeth, drunk. Irish hillbilly combination. I didn't hear any Irish in there. Just like really, like hillbilly, no teeth, like curled. Sounds like a little bit of Philadelphia when they're like water, that like kind of like trash accent. It just sounds like they all live in like in the deep deep woods somewhere, and they make um, beef jerky homemade. All right, so this was from that documentary, which I think is nineteen eighty five, something like that. Uh, they, they pose a question. This is the strangest act in the world. And my thought is this is before the internet regional accents were so much stronger because you, people didn't hear besides on TV, but people didn't like readily just at their fingertips hear everyone else. You know what I mean? Like the world's been unionized almost by the internet. Exactly. I think the, the young generations, well, no longer, they're not young anymore, but like when TV and the internet became, you know, so ingrained in day-to-day life, I think that the young children who are really um, susceptible to, to an influence by the people they see on TV and the people they hear on the internet, they all heard the same accent and thought, wow, that sounds very educated. That sounds very clean and formal. Like, I would like to talk like that. I mean, all the accents kind of just washed away, right? Seems like it, but so that's why I wanted to check out modern videos of people in Tangier now. And because they're the island's kind of losing a lot of land due to um, global warming, there's documentaries and more videos on it. So I found one from, I think this is from 2014. I wanted to see like how thick is the accent now, like young kids. Because those, those are all old men. It's so easy to hear old men with accents. I think forever old men will have a stronger accent than the younger. But to hear a modern someone our age talk like that seems weird so i found it stick together in crisis and and are helpful and supportive of each other i guess that would that to me is is the best part of our our community um we're a a very nurturing loving supportive community and, and we really stick together now that doesn't mean we all every minute of every day get along but not by a long shot but when the chips are down and when somebody needs something, or that. That's that it's Philly. That's that Philly that I just think the, sounds so like garbage. The when, ow, they turn into ow, an ow. When the chips are down ow. is Bam Margera. <laughs> yeah. Some water ice. Yeah. When the chip, when the chips are down. Down. But when the chips are down and when somebody needs something, we're there. There. I live next door to my grandmother on a separate uh, piece of property. Whenever 
My mother tells me to run over next door to my grandmother's house. It's no problem because I don't even have to wear a coat over there in the wintertime. That's how close I am to the house. Not everyone has that privilege, especially living on the mainland. My dad's family, his parents and his siblings live on the other end of the island. But then again, on Tangier, no one is ever too far away. It's about a 15-minute walk if you walk fast and about a 20-minute walk if you're walking slow. That dude was wearing a Washington Nationals baseball shirt, which is a new, the newest team in the MLB. He sounded Canadian to me. He sounded like he was from um, Newfoundland. They do. That is kind of similar. It's all those, but all that's Newfoundland's an island on the Atlantic coast as well. That was like. Do you think them being isolated from the rest of society makes them talk special? (laughs) Like they're just like. (laughs) Like they just haven't quite figured out how to. No, I mean, I think there is some some credit to that thought process, right? Like they just if if you took all these people and put them in the mainland in one community where they outsiders came to their town like drove through came to their shops i think it would dilute over time over time over time because they're on an island no one goes to visit them besides reporters and people maybe some fishermen but they can and and they have to take a vote vote out what a weird life if you heard that guy who we just heard talking you would not think he was american yeah i think he is from canada yeah that's not american that's, that's how close i am to the house to the house. Still, still part of the continent. Weird. So that's Tangier, Virginia. Now you guys know about Tangier, Virginia, and the way they talk there. It's pretty interesting. What's wrong? It's, I just keep getting wafts of like garbage smell. <laughs> nice. It's fun. To check it's your fun. armpits. <laughs> no response. I'm not even going to respond. All right, well, here's a news story for you. A Hawaii burger chain closes its restaurant after Snapchat video appears to show rat cooked on the grill. Initial thoughts? Katie, what you got? That's disgusting. I mean, wow. That's pretty rough and uh, hard to look past. I don't think I'd ever eat there. I don't think I'd eat in any of those chains after that. A burger restaurant in Hawaii has shut down. Not just one restaurant. It's a chain. Oh, they no, no, they closed the one restaurant. Yeah, they closed one. A burger chain in Hawaii shut down for cleaning following a leaked video of employees cooking what appears to be a rat or mouse on the grill. The Snapchat, the Snapchat video shows two workers next to a girl at what is supposedly Teddy's Bigger Burger in Mapunapuna. One employee flips over something gray with a long tail on the grill, and another says, Hi, welcome to Teddy's. Now, when I read this story, Katie was the first, my greatest, my first instinct was, I am an adult now. Because my teenager self would think that's hilarious. Flipping a, like making a video, hi, welcome to Teddy's, want a rat? That's disgusting. But you know, like, it's a harmless joke. Not to that rat. (laughs) Well, not to the rat. But now. Not to the restaurant, that's not a harmless joke, that's a I'm telling you, in the teenager's mind, it's a harmless joke. Oh, okay. But now my brain, like they don't see past what they're doing in that second. My brain, when I read this, I just felt so bad for the owner. Yeah. I feel so bad for any establishment that has to, that has teenagers as their employers. Employees. Employees. Yeah. Remember like Luke went to Crab's Call one time this summer and just didn't bring shoes. And Jake was like, imagine hiring 
teenagers and they just show up without shoes one day. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? No, he was wearing he was wearing like his street shoes. He didn't have his work shoes. He wasn't like barefoot. But still. Yeah, no, still. It's, but I think adults do that too sometimes. Maybe. Just a level of forgetfulness or lack of responsibility. That that's a very minor example. It is a minor example, but I feel like like this is just some teenagers fucking around with a dead mat rat they found, which is disgusting. That's gross. But I can see how when I was a teenager I would find this funny, and now I just feel bad for yeah the uh, owner because they're gonna because sh- like why are you gonna go there? Why did they cook the rat? Is this where you guys cook the rat? So they fired the kids and then shut down the restaurant for a deep cleaning. Yeah. Oh, that's really unfortunate. We are horrified that a former teenage employee would conduct themselves in that way and make such a video. You got me mad if you own that restaurant. Just like, God damn it, dude. God damn it. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're like month to month making money and now you get shut down. I mean, it's a franchise, so who knows? But yeah, that sucks. That sucks big time. Speaking of food, a woman paid for Chinese food with a fake $100 bill. My initial thought was, if you're going to try and use a fake $100 bill, wouldn't you try to get something better than $80 worth of Chinese food? Honestly, no. I'd probably, I'd probably go for Indian food. <laughs> Honestly. Well, it's, it's a good way to... I'm not going to spend $100. I'm like, $100 can't even get you a fancier meal. If you want like a fa- like a high end well, lobster well, dinner, well, why would you just not get food and get like something that's worth a hundred dollars that you can then trade in for a real hundred dollars? Uh, I mean, most of my money goes towards food, so I think I'm with this woman. I totally get it. <laughs> she uh, ordered eighty dollars worth of food and tipped completely with the hundred dollar bill. She just said, "Keep the change." Yeah. Nice tip. Um, it is a nice tip, but it was fake, so now she's in trouble. Maybe she's got like a billion one hundred dollar bills, and this was on the list of okay, let's let's try the Chinese food place. If they accept it, next we'll try Ruth Chris, and if they accept it, we'll try the Apple Store. Just keep moving up and moving up in the world. Which is stupid because now everyone has like most places have they check the hundred dollar bills with um, those markers, the markers or the light. Isn't there like a light you can shine under it? Yeah, it's like a... UV light? Yeah. Um, I was always just taught to look for the face. Why? There's like a hidden face, like a watermark, that you can only see if you hold it up to the light. Oh, interesting. Well, I think this is kind of smart now. So I went away. I thought it was dumb at first. Now I think it's smart because it's like you used a fake $100 bill. We're going to need it back. And it's like, well, I ate it as food. I can't give it back. You can't give it back. You, yeah, there you go. You can't, yeah. So, like, she might be in trouble in the future, but in the moment, that fake $100 bill got her the food she needed. Yeah, and you could also easily say, well, I didn't know it was fake. How the hell was I supposed to know it was fake? Yeah, but I don't think you can plead ignorance in in court of law. I think you, I mean, no, because you're lying if you really did have... But, like, people do that all the time. Like, if she really wanted to get away with this, then she would say, I didn't know. Yeah, but I, that, I think, like, that that's $100 a... $100 was given to me as a gift. I thought that was, like, a, maybe they might lie lesser the crime, but I thought that was in, like, the rules. Like, you ignorance is not an excuse ever. 
What about? Like, I, mean, I didn't know he would die if I shot him. Well, that's a very different, <laughs> very different <laughs> argument. Um, I think you can plead ignorance. I thought it was a paintball gun. Pull the trigger; it's live bullets. I don't think that's getting you off in the court that's of law. A, once again, very different argument. But we both agree. Very that, different situation. But we both agree that that's probably not getting you off in a court yeah, of law. Yeah, in that circumstance, no, you're not. You should still be held accountable for shooting someone. Mm-hmm. Even but if you thought it was a paintball For food gun. with a fake $100 bill when you didn't know it was fake. I mean. Yeah, I wonder what the crime is. Maybe you got to eat. Laundering? You got to eat. A second order of the Chinese food. Oh, that'd be brutal. Like you just eat in eight, that one sitting. In that you eat eighty dollars worth of Chinese food. They show up within thirty minutes. So like this is fake. Here's your punishment. You have to eat eighty more dollars of Chinese food right now. Because Chinese food fills you up right quick. You'd be so bloated. You'd like have to shit immediately because that's what Chinese food does to you. And then it's like maybe it was spare ribs and now you're just eating grease spare ribs and chow mein lo mein for the california people you're just eating grease and you're like here's a second serving of grease taste i mean are you allowed to take a potty break yeah you have to you're forced to because you're gonna because chinese food's gonna make you throw some of that up and then maybe no you can't can't throw it up you're only allowed to defecate yeah fair punishment fair punishment you uh, don't ever buy don't ever don't ever order 80 dollars worth of fake chinese food here because then you have to do it again all right, which brings us to... They showed her. Katie's Happy Headlines. All right. This week on Katie's Happy Headlines, a homeless man found rare artwork from Disney's Bambi in a trash bin. When it sold for $3,700, the seller tracked him down to split the proceeds. That was nice. Don't you think they should find the person who threw it out in the trash? Like, go to that house and be like, you get some of this, too? Yeah. I'm confused by this. So, the homeless man found it. Yeah, he took it to a... The seller tracked him down to split the proceeds. Homeless man took it to a pawn shop. And oh. the pawn guy bought it for 20 bucks, And then they sold it for, like, four $3,700. So, he drove around town. And you think he should track down the owner the previous owner of it hell no they're stupid for throwing it away a homeless man stupid for selling it for 20 bucks yeah but at least a homeless man didn't have it in his house for 30 years and then just one day decide to toss it or maybe it's walt disney's uh great nephew and her dickhead grandson just tossed out all of her stuff because she can't walk anymore stuck in her chair and now she lost her fine art the first 1937 collection of bambi and a homeless man's making money off it because all could hurt. Well, the homeless man obviously needs it more than she does. So, yeah, because she's dying soon. And you don't care about the elderly or the That's death. That's not time. at all, not at all. Okay, next. All right, next. Missing dog from Idaho found in Memphis after five months. Whoa, that's a long trek. Don't get excited too. We don't know if it was found alive or dead, or you know, could be if it's got all four legs or anything yet. Interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was healthy since this was in a happy headline. That's cr- that's cr- a crazy truck. Could have got kidnapped. Yeah, I guess he could have like hopped on a truck. All right. Do I say all right at the beginning of everyone? Good amount of times. Okay. Anyways, you edit that out anyways, right? Not always. Okay. A uh, soldier says a stranger's Christmas card got him through Vietnam. He just met the sender. 
She was. I read "Sender as Surrender" in my head. Ooh, he just surrendered from Vietnam. Now she was six when she wrote it, and it was very generic, like "Thank you, soldier." But it's like he, what you write in class. To, yeah, yeah, she wrote in class, but they just. But met. it helped. It helped. Yeah, I said it really helped him through it. That's, That's cool. so sweet. Holy yeah. crap! Boys' life saved by Mo. Bone Barrow. <laughs> Boys' life saved by bone marrow donor who joined the register when a woman he liked was in the queue. Boy's life was saved, and the woman he liked became his wife. Wow, that needs to be a Hallmark movie, like, today. Great, great trip to the bone marrow. You find a wife, and you save a kid's life. That's supposed to be really, like, the worst kind of pain you can experience in a, in a hospital. Well, that's why she married him, because he Jeez. could hold that over her head forever. I got rid of some bone marrow for you. No. That's how attractive I found you. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, okay. All he right. joined the register when a woman he liked was in the line. He's like, what are you in line for? Cute girl that I like. She was like, oh, I'm donating some bone marrow. He can't really hold that over Here. her head because she was, in her Her response to that would be like, so what? I was doing it to help some little kid who was sick. Yeah, but he said, "Oh, I'm only going to donate this bone marrow if you marry me. That's messed up. She should be holding that over his head. Mm -hmm. and be like, you idiot. <laughs> All right, anyways. A dog has acted as the surrogate father to a baby possum, letting it snuggle in his fur until it was reunited with his mother. Oh. The mother was not happy. You are not his father. Oh, what if the mother fell in love with the possum? Oh, with the, with the, the mother possum fell in love with the dog. I don't know enough about interspecies animals sex. Okay. Like, can a dog and a possum <laughs> have sex? I don't think so. Well, what? There's some ways. Like, can a deer and a coyote have sex? I don't think so. What two animals that aren't the same animal can? What which donkeys and horses? They create mules. They're not the same species. Species. I need to know all the limitations of what animals can breed with what other animals. Because I'm very. I don't think that's knowledge anyone needs to have. I'm really. I'm so interested in it. Uh, you know. The more you dive into that, I worry about the conversations you'll have with strangers. Can a coyote and a wolf have a kid together? Not a question that you should be asking. Can anyone. a coyote and a wolf have or a kid yourself. together? They're all the same thing. Nah, I don't think so. What about like... I think their genes would, would clash. Their, their DNA would clash and then it would just wouldn't work. What about a panther and a jaguar? Maybe. I think... I don't... I, Jimmy, I don't know. Great question. Maybe do a little research on your own time. Uh, don't share that information with anyone because it's weird. Obviously, some of them must be able to because if a donkey and a Sounds horse. Sounds like you're interested. Sounds now like you're I kind of am, interested. and now I feel really weird about it. All right, I'm going to research this later. <laughs> Anyways, a sixth grader witnessed a school bus hit a car and left a note to the owner. I saw this. Where did I see this? It must have been on Instagram somewhere. Um, yeah, good for that sixth grader. What a stupid school bus driver. I mean, if you're driving middle schoolers around morning and, and afternoon every day, I think I probably wouldn't care if I hit another person's car either. Jaguar leopard hybrids are real. That's pretty cool. Good job by me for inventing those in my head, and then they really do exist. Uh, 
next headline. Fresh cuts from this dementia-friendly barber bring... Wait, what? Brings. Bring... Okay. Fresh cuts from this dementia-friendly barber's... Barber brings. This is... Okay. Fresh cuts. Fresh cuts from this dementia-friendly barber brings clients renewed confidence. How do they know they didn't have confidence if they have dementia? Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. But I'm not familiar Seems with like dementia. A weird marketing strategy. They just have some old elderly actors in there pretending like they have dementia. Like, oh, I feel so great about my new haircut. I've Do almost forgotten have- that I have dementia. Okay, that's not funny. Sorry, it's really insensitive. Well, what I think it's whatever. Do you have a relative with dementia? I'm going to cut their hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole commercial. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's sweet, I guess. India bans homework in heavy school bags to, pre- to prevent spinal damage. Hell yes, India. Good for you. They still shit in huts. That's like a really broad generalization of India. There are some towns in India that still shit in huts. Okay. There's also probably some towns in... No. Yeah, America. There's probably some like Amish Tangier. people. Think about the Amish. They, I think the Amish don't shit. They don't have, they don't have indoor plumbing. They have outhouses. That's a hut. It's a form of a hut. Do the Amish shit in outhouses? Probably. I don't think they believe in uh, modern plumbing. Mm, do the Amish shit in outhouses? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That's it for uh, Katie's Happy Headlines. Next up is indulgences. Before you disperse... Katie, you've been watching some I would, shows. Uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. Sweet and sour, or whatever that was. <laughs> uh, sweet bitter, which is funny because it's the reverse of bittersweet, and it is kind of a bittersweet show, I guess. Um, it's very bizarre in ha- like the camera work is a little bit shoddy sometimes, and the main actress, though she's very interesting to look at, like she has very interesting features and she's really pretty. I don't personally think she's a very good actress. Like she's not convincing to me at all. What's her name? What's the show's name? Uh, sweet bitter but it's a show about a girl who goes to new york city she leaves uh dayton ohio drives to new york city sells her car uh gets a roommate in an apartment and starts working at this high-end high uh, uh fancy restaurant that is um that specializes in wines and so you meet all the people she works with and they're all like new york crazy you know all into partying and drugs and uh the nightlife and then they go to work and there's these totally different people they have to like suppress that so then you see the you know after shift drinks and them going out and seeing them being themselves and like going crazy and then there's uh, another character who she works with who's like the complete opposite of that she's very composed a know-it-all um she's like the right hand man to the owner of the restaurant uh and and something's really off about her anyways the show's really good i liked it overall um uh some some parts were kind of a little too bizarre for me like there's one scene where she was spoiler alert not really this is just like a random scene they were high off of something her and her friend um his name was i don't remember he's gay and she's like rubbing him down in the shower with shaving cream and shaving his legs in like a really sexual way, but like it didn't make sense to me because he was gay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wasn't gay? No, he 
I think, yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty much, yeah. I don't know. It was just a weird, like, sexual, like, even if he wasn't gay, and even or if she was, I don't know. It was just like a weird situation that they put these two characters in that didn't feel natural and just felt very like, like too much. Like they were just doing too much. I don't know. Maybe this is something. I don't know what it's. Maybe this is based on someone's actual experience, and this really did happen. I don't know. Weird. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Some really weird scenes in there. You can cut that up as much as you want, Jimmy. Yeah, that was me just ranting. Sweet and I don't. I just I keep forgetting I'm the name. Fifth time now. Because I because you told me sweet bitter. Sweet, sweet bitter. bitter. You told me Opposite sweet and sour sweet. the first time I asked you. All right, and did you watch Rain? Is that another show you watched? Yeah, it was stupid. Okay, don't watch Rain. Not I haven't watched anything. Not I haven't watched anything new. Oh, I finished uh, that HBO show, The Deuce, about prostitution in New York City in the seventies. Are they still? It was the only one season. Two seasons. Oh, okay. I liked it. I like it. I that think it's very That one's supposed to be like really trippy too, right? There's a lot of weird... Um... No. Oh, no. It's just it's about pimps and hoes. Pimps and hoes. Prostitutes and porn movies and mafia and gangsters happening in, uh, on the deuce in New York City in the 70s. How's James Franco in it? He's fine. He plays two different roles, like twin brothers who have different personalities. Oh, that's weird. I think the only reason they did it is because James Franco likes challenging himself. He's like, I'll only do this movie if it's something I never There's done some before. kind of weird twist. I gotta play two character. characters. And they're like, okay, <laughs> fine. We'll split right, it in half. James Franco, whatever. Because it doesn't, there's no need. Like, it's never been a big plot point that there's two of them. The That's first weird. episode, some mob people, actually, I guess the first season. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the first they season. They mixed up the twins. The mob people mixed up the twins. You're like, you're not looking for me, you're looking for my brother and all that shit, but whatever. Stupid. Uh, I've been listening to this podcast called Laughs from the Past. It's pretty good. You should check it out. It's history podcast. Doing season two right now, all about the Civil War. It's pretty interesting. All right. That, good plug, Jimmy. Yeah, it's my own podcast. I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I'm trying to figure out how to grow that one. It's pretty good on its own. It's our, it's the I think it's, out of all the podcasts I've produced, I think Laughs from the Past is the second most downloaded frequently. But I also think that there's such a big market for that kind of podcast. I don't know how to get it into there. Me and Jake were looking at Civil War forums today, and they're so active, but their technology's from the 1995, basically. They're so active. Like a post from today, I got 20,000 views on it. So I signed up, and I want to like kind of somehow sneakily put the link in there, but I'm so scared they're going to tear us. If they listen, these, these guys know nothing. Yeah. But I do do a good research. I have like 14 books that I'm yeah, like reading. Yeah, you do really it. great research because it's a topic that genuinely interests you and a topic that you studied. Yeah. So, I mean, you do have some knowledge. I, obviously, you, the people that go into those forums and share their knowledge probably think that they, you know. Yeah, one of the titles was, Did Bragg use his, could Bragg have used his artillery better? Jake and I just cracked up. Jake was like, just, Get over it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Shut up, go to Yeah. All right. You can't dwell on the past, you know, man. That is the end of this episode of Just Talking, and we are going to end it with a song that Katie's been playing, but she's been playing a different version of it. I'm going to play the original version because I like this song. It's stuck in my head. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. You know them best for the... what's Home. 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 It's wherever I'm with you. Oh, home. Yes, I am home. Yeah, you know them from that song, but this is a different song by them. 
him really he's a weirdo he's got a jesus he's complex that, yeah he's super weird dude but i like this song Very but strange. because he's so weird i'm kind of turned off by his music well just don't watch his music videos and you won't even have to acknowledge that side of him that's why i like the avid brothers so much but didn't the singer from the mag ma- the mag the female singer yeah she left, she like, left there's she like 11 like, people in the band it's i crazy. i was told that she had like a really bad drinking problem and drug problem like would show up just wasted I and think, not be able to perform i think in like their if i'm remembering correctly their tiny desk performance she was like high on something and Wait. you can see her drop a baggie of something while she's singing around dancing Oh, anyway, that's not good. I like it's why I like the Ava brothers because when you watch the documentaries on them, they're, they're just clean. like they're so normal. They're yeah, they're normal, normal guys who just happen to be really talented. Yeah, musically. Uh, yeah. So this is Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, Man on Fire, and this ends the episode of Just Talking that you just listened to, and we hope you enjoyed it. And now you know about the Tangier accent, and you know about some news stories, and you know about some other stuff, and you kept up with Katie and I. And remember to always try your hardest, do your best, Katie. Uh, watch your sodium intake level, uh, sodium levels. Watch your sodium levels. Yep. Just watch them rise. Watch them rise, 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 rise. I'm going to eat some salt in the USA. Going to die of a heart attack. Going to get real fat. Going to take my sodium to the top. I'm a man on fire. Walking through your street. With one guitar and two dancing feet Only one desire that's left in me On the whole damn world to come dance with me Thank you.